Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing. I am Zach Williams alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikoloff, and today we're going to be talking about the new battleground that we see within building products. You know, one thing we believe about building materials is that your online presence can and should be your best salesperson. And there was an article that came out recently that's really inspired today's podcast that the Wall Street Journal put out about Walmart and how they're trying to compete with Amazon around customer insights and data. Walmart is literally double. They have double the amount of sales of Amazon, but what they realize is that they have nowhere near the level of insight around customer decision-making that Amazon does. They understand the customer, but there's an element and a trend within the marketplace around voice search and the decisions and the thoughts and the questions that people have about purchase decisions that happens before the sale that Walmart does not have. And so what Walmart has done is that in New York City, they've actually launched a service called Jet Black that allows people to buy products via text. So they literally will text an app or text this service and someone will go and buy the product for them and bring it to them. So I might have questions about cereal. I might have questions about makeup. I might have questions about any type of purchase and they can literally go and purchase it over this text application. And I think that this is really interesting because even though Walmart is winning in terms of overall sales, they will fight for sales. This service, they're actually losing money. They're willing to lose money for customer insight and customer data. And when we think about this episode, this podcast, what we want to talk about is that manufacturers in the building material space are so concerned about sales. Like I get it, like profit is so necessary, but if your only goal is sales and it's the bottom line, it's a short-term win because these big companies who are crushing it from a sales standpoint are seeing that the new battleground is customer insight and customer data because this will help you stay competitive and get closer to that customer so that you can always pivot and change and improve and modify your offering, whether it's your marketing or the technology or the innovation around your product to continue to serve them and outsmart the industry. So how does this apply to building materials manufacturers? You probably can't launch a sub-brand in order to just be able to get customer insights but you do have customer data at your fingertips and we want to tell you how to get a hold of it. And getting a hold of it is so important, but then how do we also take that data and apply it to our business? So that's what we want to talk about today. So there's three key areas that we're going to talk about. And I'm sure there's a ton of different places and ton of different ways that you can go and get this kind of customer data. Like you can work with a company like the Farnsworth Group to go and get customer insights and actual first-hand market research. But there's actually data that you've got at your fingertips today that you can begin to collect and look at through the lens of changing buyer habits. The first area is your actual website. Now, I know this is a no-brainer. If you're a manufacturer and you've got a website, you've got customer data within Google Analytics or some sort of analytics platform. Most people look at that through the lens of how do I improve my website to get more sales or to get more traffic or to get more conversions? How do I serve my audience most effectively? If you can turn that on its head and begin to ask the question of, well, what does this tell me about my audience and how is that different than my audience in the past? What hurdles do they have online? What problems do they have? What issues are they running into that I'm not serving them or the industry isn't serving them? Like if you can begin to take your data and look at it through that lens, it's going to help you be that much more competitive. An example of what Zach's talking about is looking at where people are on your site before they make a purchase if you happen to have e-commerce or before they convert for something like requesting a sample. What that means is 
Sample requests are absolutely the end goal. That's a great conversion point, great indicator of purchase intent. However, looking at where they are on your site and what they do before they convert will tell you a lot about the types of questions they have. So are they spending time on your product page? Or maybe they're looking at FAQs because they have questions that aren't being answered on your product pages. They're probably looking at case studies, which tells you they want to know that your products are proven if you're new in the market. Beth, what you're talking about here is the difference between a leading indicator and a lagging indicator. A leading indicator, if we're looking at sample requests, which is what we care about from a sales standpoint, because we know, hey, for X number of sample requests, we're going to get this many leads or this many sales. A leading indicator to a sample request may mean that people need to view a specific product page or they may have a specific question about our products. That tells us, that customer insight tells us that before somebody can go over the threshold of requesting a sample, there are some intrinsic questions that they have about our products that if we take that data, it helps us know how to sell a product more effectively. It means that people, whether it's an architect, a contractor, a builder, they have questions that we need to supply them in order to increase that thing we really care about, which is the sample request, right? So if we look at our website and we look at the data within our website, it's important to think about what are the conversion points, what are the things we care about? So maybe a contact form, it may be a sample request, it may be downloading a spec sheet. Those may be the things that you care about. If you're able to reverse engineer and look at the behavior flow within your analytics to figure out what are the common threads, common questions, things people ask within your search, whatever it might be that they need to do that happens often before they actually have that bottom of funnel conversion, that's going to help you understand your audience more effectively. You're going to be able to build personas off of that. You're going to be able to market to them more effectively. You're going to be able to understand your funnel in a way that you previously didn't because you're looking at the data that you have at your fingertips in a way that helps you understand your audience that you previously didn't. I mean, Beth, this is something we do all the time. Like if we're like, hey, let's improve conversions, we need to look at the things that lead to conversions. But it actually will help you figure out what matters to your audience and listen to them to supply them the things that no one else is. So the second thing you could look at, you're actually going to go offline, which may sound surprising coming from us. But your sales team, whether they're internal or external, they have so much customer data and customer insights. And if you haven't had a conversation with them recently, asking them, what questions are you getting in the field? This is the perfect opportunity to do it. Because if we go back to the Walmart example, one of the reasons that they're in this is they want to understand the questions that are being asked, the questions that their customers need to have answered before they're ready to make a purchase. So we would recommend talking to your sales team and asking them, what questions are you getting that you weren't getting two years ago? What problems are you running into? What objections are you hearing that you weren't hearing two years ago? And making sure that your website presence, anything that you're doing online is answering those questions and then helping to arm your sales team to answer those questions and making sure that really your products and your services, whether that's delivery, lead times, order systems, that all of those things are answering and solving those problems. You know, but that's so critical what you just said right there, because I was actually talking to a manufacturer this past week who has a great understanding of their audience. They know the pain points, the problems that they have as an audience, whether it's a contractor, homeowner, builder, they know those pain points and they're getting a lot of really great information from their sales team, but arming their sales team with the answers to the questions that their audience has is something that they're always trying to improve upon because salespeople are concerned about selling. But if they can get 
the information in the hands of their sales team to answer those questions before someone even has it, has the question or brings it up. Then they know that they're going to be seen as that authoritative guide. They know that they are making their customer feel like they're heard and they're known. And that can come in the simple form of like, hey, sales team, this is how you deal with this problem. Or hey, sales team, we developed this content on our website to solve that problem. It's all about trying to take the listening and understanding of your audience and find ways to deliver answers in a way that no one else is. Zach, you're saying something that is just really worth repeating. It's not just having the right answers. It's actually knowing the question to ask before your potential customer asks you that question. That is what gives that extra authority edge. Being able to ask the question that's going to ultimately get your customer to the right product purchase makes them know these guys know what they're doing. They've dealt with my problem before. You don't have to wait for them to bring up the problem that you know they're going to talk about. Be the one to bring it up. Have you run into this issue? Are you building in this type of an environment? Is the home or building that you're constructing in this specific geographic area? Whatever those indicators are that are going to make a difference on the product that you recommend, that is going to tell your potential customer I can trust these people. I mean, look, Amazon is doing it. You know, like my wife and I have a couple kids. When we were, you know, planning for a child, we would go through purchase behavior. You know, if I'm Amazon going through purchase behavior, you know, planning for that child, they know what things I'm going to need before I need it. Like they know me better than I know myself. And they are providing those recommended products based upon what they know I'm going to need as an expecting parent, right? It's the same thing as a building materials company. You know the life cycle of your product and the questions that people have. For heaven's sake, like supply them the content and answers to the questions that they are going to need before they even know they need it. And the third and final area that we see that there's really good opportunity to get data today is social listening tools. And that's just social listening tools, but also search listening tools. One of my favorite tools out there, and again, we'll link to this in the show notes, is a website called Answer the Public. It is an awesome website. I reference it all the time. And one day it's not going to be free and I'm going to be really upset. But what, what it does <laughs> it's is... so interesting. I know, right? Beware the rabbit hole. Just beware. Uh, yes. <laughs> you'll go down this rabbit hole and you'll be on it for like an hour and you'll be like, what just happened? But what you can do is if you go there, it's basically like a search algorithm that collects all of the questions that people have about a particular category, product, issue, question online. So if I go to Answer the Public and I search for something like house wrap, it's going to show me all of the questions that people have about house wrap. How much does house wrap cost? How effective is house wrap? What are the different environments that house wrap works in? Like there are literally hundreds of questions that people have online. And if you, the manufacturer are not supplying the answers to those questions about your product category or about your product brand, somebody else is going to. Recently I was looking at a website with a manufacturer we work with and they are doing a phenomenal job on SEO, like they just are crushing it. But there's this new area of video on YouTube where they have no content whatsoever and other players are driving the conversation around questions that people have about their product category. And it was like, oh shoot, we need to be looking at the different areas online that people have questions and are talking about our brand or our product and make sure that we're the ones that are supplying the content to solve the problems. Because again, it comes back to that point we just made, Beth. If we can be the ones to supply the question or supply the answer, then we're going to be the ones that are seen as the trusted guide in the space. But on top of that, getting back to our main point, if you're looking at these social listening tools, like let's say answer the public, or you're looking at YouTube around questions that people have or other websites, you can begin to build out that buyer persona and the changes that are happening. I mean, there's basically a countless 
number of social listening tools out there. If you just Google social listening tools, you will be retargeted for the rest of your life by them. (laughs) (laughs) But they're worth merit. They're not all created equal. So we would encourage you to shop around pretty competitively if you're going to look into them because they're not cheap. But what they will do is they will look at social media, review websites, basically you name it, they will watch for your brand, product category, and competitors to be mentioned and then tell you the context in which they're mentioned. So maybe it's people being super excited that they purchased your product and talking about it on social where they haven't tagged you so you wouldn't normally hear that feedback. Maybe it's a review site, again, where you're not being tagged and just being mentioned in your product category where consumers are going back and forth and comparing products from competing brands. There's pretty clear reasons why this would be incredibly valuable information for you to have. However, we would always recommend that anytime you're going to get your hands on data, you have a channel to have that data analyzed. So if you're comparing social listening tools, we would really encourage you to make sure that part of what they deliver is analysis and recommendations for strategy and that they're not just handing you a report saying your brand was mentioned 17 times this month. Congratulations you have gone no further towards customer insights. I think that's a really good point, Beth, because we've listed three different areas where there's data readily available to you as a manufacturer. You've got your website, you've got your sales force, and then you've also got social listening tools out there as well. Three great tools to start building that ideal customer profile, understanding changing habits within the buying sphere of building products. But if you don't have a feedback loop, like if you don't have a way to actually take that data and apply it to your business, whether you're applying it to new product innovation or applying it to your marketing, it's like you're gathering a data and you're just tossing it in the trash can, you know? So that's really, really, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't mean to be like, isn't that great? Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to be difficult here, but that's serious. Like you've got to actually apply that to the business in a way that matters. Like there's a manufacturer we work with who we built a custom business intelligence dashboard for last year. And what we were able to do is path out every specific step before that main purchase behavior of converting to a lead. Like we path out every single thing. And what we saw was that there was going to be an increased demand for a particular product line that they didn't know was going to be popular. And so that brought great insight around their production schedule and what they needed to be fulfilling and manufacturing internally. But it also told us like, hey, these are things that are changing within the entire sphere of their marketplace, like changing buyer habits of what is popular and what trends are happening and things of that nature. So again, it's always important to collect that data, but what we want to drive home today is take that data and actually apply it and collect it and analyze it to create customer insights and data that's going to help you stay ahead. Awesome, everyone. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast on customer insights and data. Get out there and start collecting and analyzing it. We encourage you to do that. We'd love to hear from you as well about things that you're doing to analyze customer insights. You can drop us a note at podcast at venvio.com. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Pupniklov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.